All right, welcome to another episode of the Esports Next podcast. It is my pleasure today, alongside, as always, the lovely founder of the Esports Trade Association, Megan Van Petten, to welcome our elevator pitch winners from Esports Next 2023. We have two of the three co-founders from Glider, Rick Tett and John Warren. Welcome to the show and congratulations on your victorious victory. Thank you, John and Megan. That was it was awesome. I'm glad yeah, to be- I mean that that was all Rick, really. Um, we, <laughs> we we got to watch that from afar, and that was that was great. We thought he did a great job, and so did everyone else. So, well, similarly, I always I ride Megan's coattails, so I can, I can relate, <laughs> John, that you know to have a a partner in the business that's doing all the work and you know getting everything done. So I I commend yep. you for working smarter, not harder. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Yep. Um, Rick, you and I uh, met. When when was that? When we met, we had breakfast in Dallas. Was that yeah, just before Eva opened? That's right. Oh, wow. That's right. So that is almost a year now. I think so. I would say. Yep. And so, um, it was just so fantastic to you know learn what you were doing, to see you get involved with ESCA, come to conference, enter the elevator pitch competition, and um. And also, when why don't you tell us, tell our listeners, what exactly is Glider? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so Glider is a uh, a novel new foot controller that allows you to get your feet into gaming. So this is one of our prototypes. We're still in the prototype stage. But what's unique about this foot controller over any other foot controller that ever existed before is that uh, it has a neutral position rather than an accelerator pedal, which kind of has a base position and you go down. This can go in either direction. It was actually inspired by the hoverboard. Um, yeah. Similarly, operates similarly. And it was developed, in my mind, initially as a solution for moving around in virtual reality. So, you, you know, you have a problem. Once you put the immersive headset on, how do you move around? You know, there's certainly expensive stuff like in ready player one the tr- big huge treadmill yeah there, there's or a massive room but or, you or you have a room and you can do some that's... redirection or you have the eva kind of uh sports place or the void at, at where it's almost pre-planned everything the everything in the vr environment matches what your real environment is and um you know but what we felt like there there needs to be other solutions and um, I actually woke up thinking about my nephew on his hoverboard and it's just like, oh my God, I could use that. Um, in the process though, once I started developing it, I developed it as a standing device. And then I realized, wait, I could make a seated device and kind of be a new solution for the VR world where you could just sit, put this in, in front of you and move around wherever you wanted to. And we started to think about, well, what if you wanted to go sideways? You can't go sideways on a hoverboard. So then we added a, an extra flap, which allows you to actually just roll your foot and, and activate another switch. But as I got into it, I started figuring out how can I demo this? So I started taking FPS games and hooking it in as a keyboard mouse with WASD and mouse movements. And it turned out it worked great as a locomotion and and FPS, I can move myself through Fortnite, Fallout, you know, any kind of, um, you know, uh, environment where you want to move backwards, forwards, sideways, whatever. Um, 
and and so that that sort of got the gaming side in mind. Finally, I um I started to figure out well, in some cases you might not want to use it for locomotion, but you could still use all the same functions like uh, as you put your left foot down, you could actually have that trigger one action. Uh, the right one, you uh, trigger a different action. He sure. heal could be another action. And actually with this, with these, what I call the strafing flaps, you can actually activate a second switch, which changes the mode on everything. So you can do 16 different actions, theoretically. Wow. Uh, without ever picking your foot up. So, you know, I've taken it to some esports groups and, and had them play around with it. And they're like, oh, I can just change my camera move, uh, uh, camera selection with this, or I can change my map. I can roll or flip and roll it Rocket League, um, just fire and overwatch. I mean, and if you don't even use all four, you know, all 16 functions, even if you just use two, it's useful. Yeah. Um, and so we just think it's a useful tool, kind of a, a mouse for the feet, um, mm -hmm. actually a keyboard mouse or a gamepad for the feet. Anyway, that's that's what I've been working on for a while. I've got several patents on it, uh, China, Japan, Korea, and um, two in the U.S. So, you know, we're, we're ready to roll this thing out. And that's where I uh, was very fortunate to be able to recruit uh, John uh, here, I guess, within the last year. Uh, John Warren, and I'll let him tell a little bit about his background, or I'll let you ask the questions, John. <laughs> uh, John, will you please tell us about your background? Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, when, actually, Rick told me about, he first showed this to me, I was living in Los Angeles at the time, so that was at least three and a half years ago. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, when he, I, there, there are reasons why I couldn't really get involved when he first showed me. But another thing I I kept thinking i was like surely someone's done this before yeah. you know i was in games media so i cover games hardware and i cover like a lot of stuff and i was game i was a game developer before that and i'm just thinking like you know we like surely this exists like even in the adaptive market like maybe someone's made something like this and then yeah. it really wasn't until you know we we reconnected about nine months ago that you know i did more market research i did more due diligence and even in that three and a half year span like no one had done something like this yeah and so many of the options out there like rick said are they're they're unitaskers as i guess i would call them they're basically things that would simulate a racing pedal or simulate a rudder pedal for mm. flight sim or they're single touch uh buttons essentially to like switch between scenes with if you're streaming and stuff and all of that stuff is certainly useful, but we feel like that the use case for those things is super narrow. And, yeah. you know, I looked at this device and I just started to kind of rattle off in my brain, like every single genre, every single use that you could have for this device. And it just became clear to me. And like, you know, it's like, I think even the industry kind of knows it. I mean, this is an Xbox elite controller. I'm holding it up for your, for your, your viewers on on youtube yeah but it's like even the manufacturers of controllers you know and mice and keyboards they get that we're running out of real estate with our hands they're adding stuff to the controllers and mice and keyboards we're That's already true. using yeah. but it doesn't actually in my in our view kind of doesn't necessarily solve the issue of hand strain and so we really feel like you know yeah you can use this for locomotion um, but you can also map it to certain specific things and essentially just incorporate your feet 
as if you're driving a car, as if you're drumming, as if you're playing piano, you're doing these things in kind of tandem. And at least, you know, in, in small sample sizes, we feel like we've seen some really nice use cases of like tactical shooters being able to control your peaking and your crouching and your aiming more uh, focused with your feet while you're using your hands to do everything else. And so mm-hmm. it's just a, it's just a really cool device. Um, this is my first foray into hardware and I'm now I'm just kind of addicted to the idea of like, yeah, let's make cool shiny stuff that we're putting in people's homes. Cause I, now I'm, I'm hooked. So. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I, I think what's cool about it, one of the things that's cool about it is how really adaptive it is. Um, you know, I'm I'm hearing that you've you've kind of developed this in a way that has so many options of use that you're kind of saying, hey, consumer, you kind of decide <laughs> the best use of this Ooh. rather than having a very specific, narrow it does this. We 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 and, keep calling it we keep calling it our very good problem, right? Like I think it yeah. is a problem for me to be like, how do we really target this in the market? If we're kind of creating right. a new category, we have to aim it somewhere. We think that place is traditional gaming on PC. People are used to plugging in, you know, different stuff to their PCs already. This works out of the box. It's like 90% of things you'll ever play on PC, which is great already. You don't have to like you know, you don't have to do anything different except for plug this in. You load the configurator; it's super easy. Um, so, like, I we know kind of where to go, but there are just kind of an endless number of secondary markets and uses that, yeah. um, you know, kind of set my brain on fire. You know, not only a marketing challenge, but also just the potential of it. Right? You know, it's like we feel like we can go in. 20 different directions with it and have some kind of success. And then, yeah, you know, then, then we're, we're good, you know? Yeah. I think one of the, one of the interesting ones that comes up is, is people uh, actually several, but one of them was video editing for scrubbing back and forth. Yeah. Somebody I'd, said, hey, I'd like to be using it for that. Um, uh, it, you know, when we, when we first yeah. posted, when we first posted this thing on socials and people kind of got an idea of how this worked, I just were get, was getting DMs from video editors like, oh, I can scrub through audio of through through clips of video analog with my feet while I'm using my hands to mark stuff up and move stuff around. And I was just like, hey, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, not going to tell you that's not how you use this thing, you know, and, yeah. and I think that's really exciting. And it speaks to kind of like, you know, I think real specific genre enthusiasts will spend a lot of money on these like specific peripherals, but like this, you know, this kind of peripheral is something that a lot of different people can use for a lot of different things out of the box, which I think makes it uh, super exciting. So as a skateboarder, John, you might, might uh, appreciate (laughs) the fact that, that, um, that, that, that a lot of people look at here, here foot controller and they immediately say, Oh my God, you should make a skateboard game. Or you should make a snowboard game, and I, you know, my reaction is a little. I get a little frustrated because it. That's like saying uh, my my computer mouse should be a uh, a uh, uh, for for a baseball game, it, you know, because I'm right. using my hand. So I right. I definitely fight this kind of automatic um, reaction that somehow it, it's it's has to do with some sort of board 
board that you put your feet on. It's really a tool. And, and we, you know, somebody may figure out how to do it, but I don't want to have anybody have a false expectation that says, oh, if I get this, it's going to be like being on a skateboard. No way. <laughs> don't, don't stand on them. At least this first and, round, and don't stand, stand on them. We didn't, we didn't, we, I mean, not that it won't stand that it'll, right. we think the product will stand up for that, but it's not intended. No. It's a little, too, be tough it's to a little use. too mushy. You know, yeah. it's not like the Wii Fit board. It's too mushy to stand on for most yeah. people yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, you know, you're you're sharing all these really interesting applications of the product. As you've gone through the invention process, from the day you started, you started, I don't know, screwing nuts and bolts together, whatever you're doing, um, to today, what is the most surprising application that you have seen, whether it was yourself or somebody? come up with other than the other than the video editing scrubbing which was really interesting too than, uh, yeah i mean locomotion locomotion was definitely the intended target movement uh from a first person because that's that's really what it yeah it's 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 origins are you know like a hover, based in the hoverboard or or tank controls is another way people sometimes think of it um as far as other ways to use it, I think that 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 the funnest one I guess I can think of is just Rocket League. I, I've I've, mm. I've seen some people play with it. I can't say anybody's used it for long long periods of time, but I had have had some people like hook it up and they're like, "Well, I'm no worse than I was just using the gamepad in within yeah. five minutes." So I'm like, "Oh, well, if you're no worse right now, then where can you go?" Um, just things like, oh, and I I know the one that I really liked was when uh, uh, a guy was doing some interning for me, um, started playing Madden with it. Right. And I quest, questioned me. He said, oh, yeah, it was like money. I was juking and spinning. And, I, and it just that clicked in my mind is like, think about games where you are. So your foot feet are involved, at least in your mental. Uh, yeah in your mind right. and and the fact that you could now have your feet involved in that game right yeah and, and we have, we found this thing we've discovered this this term called automaticity and i think that's where we're um where where your brain foot connection or brain uh limb connections work so automatic that you don't even think about it i i often relate you know driving down the highway you're going seven miles over the speed limit you see a cop your mileage drops like seven <laughs> miles an hour before you even right. think. Yeah. Right. Or like with, with Apple products, like Apple laptop, like the gestures, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. That yeah. is, you know, you just kind of know how to operate it because it kind of makes sense of how you would think the, the computer would, would operate. Yeah. Um, one thing that I thought about too, when I sat in that restaurant with you, Rick and um, got to try it out about a year ago is we are such multitaskers. Mm. Yeah. And so like, we're always, you know, picking up our phone or doing this or X, Y, Z. And so just the, having the ability that your hands can be free if they're needed to do something else or to be more efficient because you're doing multiple things at once that's where my mind went out, just outside of the complete gameplay 
process where it's like, you know what? Now I've got my hands free to do more at the same time. Absolutely. And then that brings me to actually maybe this is the most surprising um, the answer to your surprising question. And that is uh, I discovered about a year and a half ago uh, that that there was this X prize competition going on where uh, teams all over the world were competing for um, like I think it was ten million dollars to create a uh, a robot and a control center where a human could operate that remote robot remotely as an avatar. Yeah. So uh, in most cases, they were operating the robot with VR headset on, and 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 they had to have uh, arm controls to control the arms of the robot because the robot had to had to go through this course and and hand a drill. It was kind of supposed to be a a Mars mission kind of thing uh, where this operator had to be trained within, I think they got an hour to train the the operator as part of the contest. And then this operator would then control this robot. Well, when I read about that, I'm like, well, if their hands are busy tied up with the arms and holding drills and picking up rocks, how are they going to move around? Are they going to have to multitask by switching back and forth by using the hands and then using the arms? Um, and, and so I had, um, a young man do some, you know, queries out to some of the teams and we found one team that ended up using, uh, the glider as their, uh, mechanism for controlling robot remotely. And it's, it's about that time I realized, wait, a remote robot avatar is kind of like virtual reality, but real. (laughs) Right. So it, it, it. It, it did fit in, it, but it was a surprising thing. And uh, so they, they ended up taking, I think, three more of the units and they're, they're planning to use them in a hospital uh, uh, robotics uh, thing where they're having to control robots in a hospital. So for those of you that are just jumping in or haven't, don't know yet, um, they won the elevator pitch and um, it's kind of a big deal. Just ask me Um, (laughs) or Mark Cuban. So I want to know why the glider? Why is it the best? Why should we get part of your Kickstarter? Why does everyone need one? John? Yeah, I'm sure I can take it. I mean, it's it's the most versatile uh, foot controller, foot control device on the market. Uh, We're soon to be on the market. Um, it does everything every other foot controller does all at the same time, essentially. So no matter what you want to get into, um, glider can accommodate. So it's a really exciting, uh, device in that regard. We also love that it fits right into your existing ecosystem. We're not really asking gamers or people who are sitting at their desk using PC just to do much different. The slides right under the desk. It looks great feels great it's also it just feels nice to have something under your feet you know as a lot of people can attest to maybe over the pandemic you got a little stationary treadmill you got a little foot flexor it's a nice thing to have and it also incorporates seamlessly with your kind of digital environment so that's great and yeah we we're, we've got a kickstarter um depending on when you're listening to this um it it, it might be live uh, either way, you can go to feetlegal.com. That's F-E-E-T-L-E-G-A-L.com. Uh, and that'll take you 
wherever we want you to go at the time. So if you're doing it before launch, it might be for a pre-sale page. If you're doing it after the Kickstarter launch, it'll take you right to the Kickstarter, but that's the URL that you should use. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a super exciting device. We're planning on going to market next year in the spring. Um, and we just want more people to, 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 to play with it. I mean, it's just, that's the most exciting thing. We've got a couple of in-person shows around DFW, uh, over the next couple months. And I'm really excited to finally kind of be at one of these to see people use it in mass. Cause that's, you know, we have so much footage and amazing stories from people using it in the past at these kind of events and just a joyous thing to, to get people to, to try it out and see the, see how much fun they're having. Yeah. And well, we know I just reserved, I just reserved one. Okay. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, so, so much. Yeah. appreciate Sold. that. Megan. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Um, you know, so, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting the adoption curve of new, new stuff is, you know, it's famous, right? There's, there's early adopters and uh, you know, we're, we've got a lot of work to do to have the support system there and stuff like that. But, you know, we, we think that, you know, early adopters can have fun. I mean, think about products that have come out and you, you know, you, you think about, Hey, I was one of the first people to have this, uh, right. you know, the first people to have an iPhone or, or, you know, a new, new type of, uh, uh, you know, keyboard or something like that. So I think, you know, we're, we're hoping that there's enough people out there that can help us get, get going. Um, you know, hardware, we have tooling costs. That's, that's basically the holdup, you know, that in the startup world, you know, advisors that I've, you know, talked to over at the university there, they always have the academic route. They say, well, just go sell some. It's like, well, the problem is I can 3D print them and it costs me $800 each. It's <laughs> right. not going to make make a lot of sense to sell the, you know, the few that I've made that way. Um, right. And and so we know that we have a hurdle to overcome. And that's where Kickstarter is perfect. We can we can uh, show our story on Kickstarter and hopefully enough people uh, buy in and back us uh, to get us started. And and we're going to have a you know huge discount on it. So it's a, it's a great time to get in. I'm in. Um, I was also a fan and, you know, I'm not sure how you guys feel about this. I was a fan of the Fitboard or the Wii. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Yeah. I couldn't believe it stopped. Well, the, yeah. the, Wii, the Wii stopped, right? So that's yeah. kind of the, the problem there. Um, by the way, and I always tell this to investors, uh, potential investors, the Wii Fit board, uh, there were 42 million of them sold. Wow. And, and if you imagine that they were, say, approximately $100, uh, that's that's $4.2 billion in Wii Fit boards. Um, we would, would just like follow to that business. Yes. Like, follow the leader. Like, and, 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 and that was on one that was on one console with yeah. a handful of games. And, yeah. uh, you know, so, so, well, you know. And and I'll take an even bigger swing here. I mean, like the reason Nintendo did not continue to make the Wii Balance Board is not because it wasn't popular or successful. They they just found that, you know, they had spent a bunch of budget on basically having these developers make something very specifically for this device. Hmm. Well, Glider works with whatever you want it to work with. Like that's, and that's the exciting thing for us right. is that like, yeah. It's not like you could get the Wii balance board out and then go, I'm going to play Mario with this. Well, yeah. you might not be able to, you know, it's, right. it does, 
it does a very specific thing and it did a very specific thing very well. Yes. And we like that. We like that model. It inspired us and expires our kind of path to success, I think. But there's something kind of shinier about being able to say, I have this cool thing. I can use my feet on it. And like 90% of the things that you ever do on your PC, you can do right now. And that number is going to grow as we work with partners yeah. to ensure that that the device works with with everything else. So yeah, it's it's like, yeah, we we love the Wii Balance Board too. We love to connect too on Xbox where you can do yeah. all this motion stuff. But ultimately we feel we feel like those things were asking the player to remove themselves from their traditional gaming kind of habitat mind space. I think too much for it to be adopted the way that like we would like Glider to be adopted. So hmm. that's kind of pie in the sky. I mean, it's like we have a long way to go to get to that point where this is just a new ubiquitous thing. Oh, you you got a glider? Yeah, so I, you know, we, I got one too. But it's like, I think this has the potential to get there just because of its versatility and and how I think when people really get it, it's become, it's just going to become this kind of second nature thing for folks. We anticipate a community too. Uh, sure, yeah. Glider. We think that, that it is it is configurable. So each each person when they get it, they might choose from predefined configurations. So there might be a Dark Souls or a you know a, a, um, a Skyrim or something like that uh, profile or configuration. And we believe that there's going to be opportunities to share those uh, among the community. And you know we'll certainly have Discord channels and stuff like that. But um, it, we you know that's what's exciting is we think it can grow. And eventually somebody will figure out, hey, this can really, you know, I want to use the Vegematic term, slice and dice. Mm -hmm. I feel like the industry, you know, manufacturing this, this particular product and fitness, we have a long way to go. There's a lot of room. And this is relatively a first to the market product, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. And, and that, yeah. you know, what, what I think I was, uh, John Warren that pointed out that nothing has changed with gaming as far as, right. I mean, there's no, been no major change um, for, you know, forever. I mean, it's like keyboard, mouse, uh, or gamepad. And yeah. we can actually emulate either um, gamepad or or the, the keyboard mouse. So it's, it's an, uh, um, you know, it's just got that flexibility what you know, you want. Now, there are some limitations like Valorant doesn't allow you to have a second mouse, so you can't can't use it because they've got some blockouts. Um, mm -hmm. But you know we we don't see this as and we often get the question, well, is it legal? Um, you know, if I can have a mouse with twenty seven buttons on it, I guess having your foot controller hopefully would be, wouldn't be uh, something that's considered illegal. Well, I think you know as technology evolves then rules and guidelines are adjusted mm -hmm. accordingly right i think we see this in sports um as you know something that has been created yeah, right, it's, right. A, it's a it's a a new world it's a, a new reason to um say either you have your glider league or what have you right or you just because now this is a thing you adjust those rules and yeah. I love it. It's, you know, it's really like very open source. It's kind of, you know, is yeah. what I was beginning here is 
it's so cool how you're you're not telling people this is how you use it. You're saying, here's a tool. There's a lot of different ways to do this. And you know, one of the most common mistakes that inventors make is they have such a clear, specific vision for mm. their product. Right. And I believe about, I, re- I remember this in, in business school, about 90% of inventions fail to succeed and greatly because the inventor will not pivot the idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. It, is, yeah. it is so common that an inventor, you know, I mean, Rick, this is you, right? It's like your <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears, your idea. Yeah, it's going to be VR. It's going to be VR. It's going to be VR. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then a guy like John probably comes along, a marketer and, or entrepreneur or something like that. And they say, you know what? If we use this to open pickle jars, I don't know. You know, <laughs> but I could get these into Walmart and you would sell billions of them. And it's like, but no, it's for this. And right. I love that it feels like you've you've got it enough in a category to be targeted. Yeah. But the options of how to use it within that category, with that demographic, you're really just empowering people to figure out how to use it as they would like to best. And and another thing that I want to mention, because it often it usually comes up, is isn't this just for people who can't use their hands? Mm. Um, I get, you know, is it an adaptive device? And I can have a snide remark for that. I say, well, just like a just like a, a mouse and keyboard are for people who can't use their legs. Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you know it's like, can we, can we can but here's what I want to say is. I am so excited that this is going to enable people who have yeah, absolutely uh, limitations sure. on their upper limbs. Yeah. But frankly, the only way we can be successful is if it's adopted widely. I talked to Mark right. Barlet at the Able Gamers uh, organization. Uh, they're very fond of what we're doing. They just can't point us to any funding to create the device for just for the, the those with uh, upper limb disabilities. And unfortunately, a lot of people who fit that category never even started playing games because it was too difficult. So it's kind of like a market that hasn't been opened yet. Uh, But we're excited that once we get, you know, our successful Kickstarter, that uh, we're going to uh, even provide some of these units to disabled veterans who may Mm -hmm. have lost a limb overseas uh, fighting for our country. And so we want to do that. And, And we think that, you know, it's it's something good we can do, uh, but we don't want to focus on the assistive device, assistive aspect only. Mm-hmm. It's a big tent. It is. It's a big tent. I mean, like I I think I think it's like it's so exciting to be able to provide another kind of arrow in the quiver of gamers that are trying to do adaptive stuff. Like Xbox has done great stuff, and and Sony is is now doing some adaptive stuff with their console and we're starting to see that door opening wider and more disabled gamers having the actual means to do it and glider slots right in with that experience and it's easy to set up and we we know it's going to be an important part of a lot of disabled gamers ecosystem now it just so happens that it's also going to be a device that every single person can use and i think really Mm -hmm. benefit from so um that's it's really exciting for me i'm i i'm i'm also disabled i can't maybe tell by sitting here but it's like that's one of those things that you know 
I see so much potential for this. And I also see this, this kind of underserved market that mm-hmm. I think is going to love it, you know, and, and I think that's really exciting. And um, yeah, again, you know, it's again, not our, not our expressed focus, but we know that that contingent's going to be there and give us a lot of good feedback and it'll be uh it'll be a great, great thing to, great thing to have. Well, I think it's really cool that it's a product that can assist disabled individuals. Sure. But it's not purely for that. Yeah. You may remember, I'm sure you guys are very aware, Xbox made a controller. Yep, adaptive it, controller, yep. An adaptive controller. And it was, it couldn't be much more than like kind of a PR or a marketing play. I'm not discounting. You're, 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 like, but you're totally right. You're totally right. It was. But the yeah. audience is just not big enough right. to sell enough. And so, but what you're doing because it is relevant to able-bodied individuals and for everybody, but also assisting disabled, you're creating a market that can assist the disabled because it is something, for lack of a better term, with... And and there's no taking taking away from the the adaptive um, folks at Xbox who've done some amazing work to to really get that situation to a place where it is. But my call shot, my Babe Ruth, you know, moonshot is like this, this thing doesn't plug into their adaptive. It plugs into the machine. It plugs into Xbox. Like, yeah, that's my goal. Yeah, like, it's it, not uh, my goal to get it. Like, my goal is to just have this thing work in tandem with the dual sense or an Xbox controller. And it's like, that's, that's what I want. I want people to think about, um, you know, it's like, I don't know if this, this is for the old heads out there, but you know, for the, for the Sega folks in 1999 that were like, they're going to sell you a keyboard and mouse. And people thought, well, that's stupid. But then like a lot of people played an MMO on Sega Dreamcast and it's yeah. like, yeah, no, like open your mind a little bit. You, if you yeah. plug, if you, you know, glider can fit right into the ecosystem to play whatever you want to play. And you know, it's not just for the adaptive set. It's for it's for everyone. So that's, that's what we're excited about. That's my moonshot. We're we're still working mm-hmm. on kind of console integration. I think that's going to be a long road. Those ecosystems are still a bit more closed and political to navigate. But it's like it's something we're we're focusing on. I think over the next year to see if we can accommodate. Yeah, I can I can definitely uh, say that 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 you know our focus is PC right now. Yeah. Uh, but you know there is potential to plug into the consoles. There's also the potential to hook into to, to smartphones. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine playing a game where you don't have on a, a mobile phone where you don't have to actually do everything on the screen or yeah, you know, using your feet to, to add to it. We you know there or or a switch, um, adding it into that. So there there's lots of potential to to broaden it out. And um, we're also another application that's sitting out and ahead of us besides VR. Once, of course, Apple Pro Vision Pro will be very exciting if we could ever, um, you know, especially since they're kind of uh, promoting the idea that you're going to sit down while you're uh, you're using Vision Pro and you're going to wave your hands. Mm -hmm. Gosh, you know, we're there. Uh, And we're also uh, have sent a unit out to a a group doing stroke rehab. Yeah. Group doing wow. stroke rehab wants to measure the ability, the, the tilting of the feet. So we're mm. like, hey, go out, have at it. Yeah. Can I get a massage sh- setting? 
<laughs> well, we do Listen, have hey. we do have a we do have uh, haptic feedback, some some vibration in the device. Yeah, uh, we're playing around with how much how much vibration is too much. There's actually a place for two motors uh, per foot, and we could see you know initially uh, we were thinking that there you know you might be going across rough terrain or something, uh, or you can use it for for just rumble pack kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, Sony's been doing amazing stuff with haptics with our controllers. I think we could do the same with, with glider. It's just, you know, we're, we're just looking at all of our options. Yeah. I, I want to take um, the conversation here to the elevator pitch experience. Um, hmm. As we stated at the beginning of this episode, you guys are the winner of the esports next 2023 elevator pitch, which by the way, is the brainchild of Miss Megan Van Petten over hmm. here who brought this, incredible idea to our conference share with us a little bit about your experience being part of the elevator pitch and how you feel that winning has influenced your business to date um you know it 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 was of course an, an honor to be selected to participate i had to submit my pitch online um you know you guys evaluated who could you know who the who met the the threshold uh so there's always that anticipation hey am i good enough mm-hmm. um but you know when i got accepted uh made my flight reservations you know got got excited got there in time to to join uh you guys at the at Wrigley Field um immediately felt part of a family uh i had not been to any ESTA events before so that was all new to me um, and of course, you know, had, had to, had to really work on my, my, um, my pitch to make sure it was memorized. I could speak in a, in a, you know, not too rapid voice, um, you know, get my message across in a few slides. And so that, you know, a lot of pressure to get up there. Um, you know, the, the format was nice. I actually had the four judges sitting there. I, I, you know, it was, um, it, you know, which judge was your favorite? Just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> and yeah, not was... bribes. I mean, it's 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 legit too. Like not to jump in, Rick, yeah. but I have to. Yeah. I think Bella and his law firm. I mean, they they like walk in and they you have the feel like they're holding a million dollars in the briefcase. <laughs> you know, like seriously though, they he takes this very seriously. He is also the judge and firm for my original association for those oh, pitches. Wow. So he oh, wow. followed me. He's part of our original fantasy okay. sports family and he still judges there and sponsors. Wow. I, I sold him on the idea a decade and a half ago. Yeah. And he came with us, yeah. but he's, he's the real deal. Bella. Yeah. Well, and- you had a great, great set of judges there. Um, and, um, you know, it was, it, it was, uh, you know, and then finishing my pitch, um, kind of, you know, hit, hit the right time mark, I think. And then, you know, getting ready for questions, um, you know, hearing the questions, you don't know what's going to be asked. I mean, I was asked about manufacturing by, by Kevin, (laughs) but, but you, you know, fortunately I, I, I had had a little bit idea what he was after. Hopefully I answered that, uh, well, and Shireen had a great thing. And then it turned out, and I hadn't even thought of it uh, ahead of time. I knew I wanted to have my device up there, but I was fortunate there was a chair there. So I 
when when Shireen asked about the device, um, I thought, oh, well, I'm gonna just go grab it to show them how I sit down, put my feet on it. And I think that was that was uh, kind of a, a nice uh, twist of events for me. And yeah. uh, you know, the the fact that I wait a few hours for the for the results was, uh, you know, I I was really surprised because the other uh, presentations had had uh, a great deal of you know merit as well. Yeah. And so you just don't know who you're going to gel with sometimes uh, yeah. in the judge community and and such. But, um, you know, it's, and as far as where we're where we've gone, of course, I was anxious to, to oh, you know, first of all, put put on my social media beforehand that I was pitching. <laughs> yeah. And then after, you know, words to be able to to uh, to um, post post my win and, and post the the picture of the trophy and yeah, we uh, we took a victory lap yeah, yeah we're pretty happy about it yeah Where, well, where's the trophy watching... right now? oh sorry john go ahead where's the trophy uh it's right up on my uh on my on my my file cabinet so uh i uh i, I thought about grabbing it beforehand there we go okay? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah i have to hold it against something to well i guess white you know the the white doesn't always show but uh Elevator pitch competition winner. Beautiful. And, and it is and, a nice looking trophy. It is, I like that trophy. And and you, John, were you watching live on Twitch? Or I wasn't. What I wasn't watching live. I think I was. I, I can't remember what I was doing, but I couldn't watch it live. I got were you editing video with your feet at the time. Pro, pro, I probably was. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> exactly what I was doing. Um, but you know, I, you know, we, we kept in touch and Rick was like, I think it went well. And and what was so helpful for us, honestly, was getting that pitch down to a certain length. I mean, that yeah. was, you know, cause we had, you know, we've, we've talked to some people and, and we've had conversations, but they've been kind of casual conversations a little bit like this, talking about us and, and, and everything. And this, I think was really a good, a good opportunity for us to get it super tight. And that was, yeah, that was, I think, a really good skill for us to develop because we hadn't really been asked to do it. And, you know, Rick did it beautifully. So, yeah. Well, it's so, you know, I feel like we hear all the time, have your elevator pitch down, right? Just yep. as right. what your business is like, oh, yeah. Megan, CSTA, John, what's DLC? Yep. Rick and John, what are, what's Glider? But how often do we really have that down? Yeah. Because we don't really need to, right? And we yeah. understand it deep in yeah. our minds. Right. To articulate it concisely in a way that makes sense. Yep. This is an exercise that kind of really focuses, forces yeah. you to do that. And it takes me to that saying, it's something like when you teach something, you learn it a second time. Yeah, right? it's true. Yeah. And so, you know, you're able to look deeper into your business and your business model and what yeah. you do and why you do it. Because you have to explain it and you have yep. to do it effectively within a certain amount of time. You're so you're so close to it too. Like if yeah. you're developing this business and you're you yeah. know, you're you're staring at it for what four years for Rick, you know, about a year for me. Like yeah, you're so close to it. It kind of gets you into a space where you can step back and evaluate it more objectively and figure out kind of what people need to hear to get yeah. excited. And yeah, so it was it was good for us. Yeah, and I, th I have a particular, I think we have a particular problems e e with the pitch deck, at least my I do mentally, 
the first slide after the introduction is always supposed to be define the problem you're solving. Sure. Uh -huh. And, you know, if I tell people, a gamer right now, you have a problem. You're not using your feet. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't go. It's kind of they, one they, of those they don't go. Like, You're right, what? Rick. You're so right, Rick. They don't do that. It's true. Yeah. Well, one of one so, of my favorite one of my favorite marketing strategies because I think it's kind of sneaky. One of the things John oh. learned from business school. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking notes, baby. I was paying attention. You Um, is creating dissatisfaction. Right. You know, and so sometimes it's I'm solving a problem, you know, that you have, but there's a no whole nother strategy that you don't know you have this problem. So I'm making you aware of it and giving you a solution. And I'll give you an yeah. example for me personally. Apple AirPods. <laughs> so I myself am a late adopter. I don't know if that surprises anybody, but I'm I'm a little slow moving. That doesn't surprise Megan. But <laughs> but I you know, just had my corded headphones and, you know, sometimes people I thought maybe looked a little too proud of themselves with their AirPods when they first came out. I don't know, but I was like, you know, I'm going to, so I was going to the gym and I'm listening to music, you know, with my corded headphones. I'm on the bench press lifting, just insane. Yeah, just insane reps. Insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, can I get more weight on here? The bar's yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. get it. But, um, Shoutcasters now. <laughs> so I'm trying to work out, listen to music with my cord headphones. You know, I'm getting all tangled up and yeah, stuff like that. And I see these people with their AirPods having no problem whatsoever. Yeah. And so and, I and, and you're and you're having, having a final destination. You're having a final destination moment. And at, at any Very point similar. that yeah yeah yeah. Very close. Yeah. And so the moment I get these, I can't live without them. Right. Yes. You know, so what did Apple do? Apple helped create dissatisfaction with corded headphones. Yeah. But we didn't know mm -hmm. that corded headphones were a problem because we only had corded headphones until we had mm -hmm. in-ear cordless, uh, right? Apple's, so Apple's been amazing at that. I mean, like, yes. uh, you know, I, I, Steve Jobs, I mean, I, I never looked at in the mirror and said, you know, I really need a computer in my pocket. Like, that just sounds right. like future... BS to me, you know, when I was however old I was, 22 or whatever, yes. when that came out. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't need a computer in my pocket. I've got a right. computer in front of me. And then he was like, No, you need a computer in your pocket. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> and, I, and then I got one and I'm like, How yeah, did we so, ever live without so, this? And so his pitch deck, his pitch deck in 2004 or whatever it was. Yeah. The, the investors was, There's a big problem. People don't have computers in their pockets. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just like, it's like, oh, I, I didn't know I had that problem, but it's like, I remember but, hearing that. Yeah. And, they're, and, they're and I remember and saying, do, do you remember this, Rick? Because I don't know how old you guys are, but oh. Rick, I'm just guessing. So, right. So I remember <laughs> the, I remember specifically myself saying to myself, I'll never have, I'll never, I'll never get one. No, I'm not going to be mobile. I'm not going to do positive. that. Yes. Yeah. And now we yeah. can't step out the door or the room without it. Right. Like without now, now, we, now we have now we have watches tethered to the phones. We have. I'm, I mean, I'm, it's just it's everything. I'm so old, Megan, that <laughs> I I wrote I like, wrote the code for the first wireless email <laughs> system. Yeah. In 1993. Really? In 1993, I developed wireless email. So yeah. the yeah, company went under because people time. didn't want wireless email. 
Where were you at that time? It, it, I was at a small company, a startup in Dallas, Fort Worth. Oh, you were in Dallas, okay. Mobileware. Um, and Mobileware. Oh, what a great we name. Had, we actually, I actually was sending emails over an, an old flip phone that yeah. you put a cord into your laptop and you could actually send send and receive emails. And and hmm. we couldn't sell it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> people, didn't need, people didn't need it. Right. You people were first to market, just like this. Yeah. You're you're for you're an early adapter, period. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, so you're doing it again. And so are well, you. Hopefully this time, yesterday. hopefully this time there, there I can point out a, a better uh, opportunity. And I, and what I found in through yeah. my career is technology almost never is the problem. It is marketing. It is yeah. it is getting yep. your message across. It is getting the right the right solution at the right time. Uh, that sort of thing. So, and this is this Rick. This is exactly the harmony of the elevator pitch. This mm. sort of we have proof. Rick mm. and John <laughs> Warren remember that show. You know, eleven years later. There you go. I think John and Rick are in Bali or something. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, we're 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 definitely in Fiji or something. We're 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 sipping my ties. We're like, yeah, remember that? That was great. Um, and you can play video games with your feet while you're sipping my ties. Absolutely, we can. Oh absolutely, God. we can. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, my, this, this, one of my favorite videos. Yeah. One of my favorite videos of a gamer doing using the controller at, at one of my uh, trade shows where I was demoing is a kid sitting there with his feet controlling the motion and, and he's got his, his hands in a bag of Cheetos. Amazing. So he's and, eating and, Cheetos while he's playing with his feet. So in, in 10 years, there will be a glider in uh, underneath the seat in front of you in every major commercial airliner. That's, mm -hmm. that's my other called shot. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm making a million call shots on this one, but it's and like it has, I, I, and, I it just it's it's an exciting product, and I think it it's going to well, be it two, It also has a second advantage, which I covered in my patents, which is DVT prevention, which yeah. I haven't proven. So this is this is a this is a concept, but the problem on long 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 airplane flights is people's legs get a little uh, stagnant, and some people develop uh, defense thrombosis clots. Yeah. And so well, our device could could be a, a potential uh, solution for that. And also, you get to play a game while you're on the on the yeah the or scroll or scroll through uh, the Eating options. Your bag of the, yeah, 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 exactly. You're scrolling through. Dance will be outlawed by the options you want to watch, and <laughs> and you know, well, so, yeah. yeah, that's true. This is the flight model. Yeah. How is it that? peanuts that like and like the worst allergy of all time for some people are the one thing available on the plane like i and i can't get over that either. what's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> i don't know jerry <laughs> oh my goodness you guys are too much fun um well you know we're almost at the end of this episode we've covered so much you know we've talked about you know you identifying, you know, the need for this, going through the development cycle, um, you know, obviously pitching and winning the elevator pitch competition. Is there anything that our listeners, anything more our listeners need to know about Glider on this episode? Gosh, uh, it, it's, it's, 
it's a way to get your feet incorporated into a digital world. We think your best digital self incorporates your feet. Um, we we're so excited to have the opportunity to uh, to dip our toe in the market. You know, around the time that you're listening to this. Um, so, you know, go check out you know our our, our website glider.gg, um, feetlegal.com will take you to either a pre-sale page or to our Kickstarter if that's live. Um, you know, it'd mean the world to us if you follow us on socials too, Glider GG, basically everywhere. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We're we're yeah. super excited to be making this thing. And it's G L Y D R. That is a great point, right? GG. Yes, um, G L Y D R. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I will I, I think sometimes planting images in minds is a good marketing thing. Yeah. And I I don't even know if I've told John this, but I had this. I want to put this imaginary vision of a bunch of gamers, but they're cut off at the waist. So they don't have anything. They're gamers because they don't literally have to have anything below the waist. Mm. So you've got gamers. They're, they're just, you know, the feet are wasted. Just hands. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's the vision. Uh, you know, we take an esports tournament and think about all the people out there and all the wasted uh, parts of their body. Yeah. yeah. I have a vision that the glider will be like the rollerblade of inline skating. Yeah. I mean, listen, we'll we'll take it. We'll take there are a lot of things that we'll take. Uh so <laughs> yeah, we'll we would we would take it. But uh what yeah. you took was advantage of probably the single best marketing opportunity in esports. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I don't think there's a bigger bang for your buck than to join right. a community that's going to support you and be able to pitch your product and then win, you know, like I love this. And, um, out of curiosity, Rick, I know we're running out of time. Thanks for your grace, John, Rick, were you part or John Warren, were you guys part of the class prep for the pitch? Either one of you? I wasn't. Okay. We did do a, John and I led a, uh, a who, what, when, where, how, why, um, pitch yeah, practice. I dial into that. I, I, yeah. I, oh, you did? Okay, good. Yeah. I also recommend that. I think that's nice. Yeah. I mean, oh, we absolutely. don't like to, to put a lot of structure into the pitch. You know, we want it to be free right, right. and flowing and be you, but um, I'm glad you participated well, that in that. Was, that was two months ago, almost, or whatever. That was like <laughs> lifetime. Know. My memory. I know. I know. And, that's why I asked. In startup time, that's like ages. Yeah. yeah. In glider years, that's decades. Glider years, that's, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we so appreciate you um, not only just joining us for today's podcast, but being part of our community. You know, in addition to creating an innovative product that I think is going to interest and, and help tons and tons of people, I think you're also providing inspiration for people and opening minds that, hey, you can create something from scratch. You can bring this tangibly to life yes. and you're showing people that it's possible because you're doing it. Um, to our listeners, uh, once again, please visit feetlegal.com for the Kickstarter as well as glider.gg, um, G-L-Y-D-R.gg and glider.gg on socials. Um, please follow, promote Rick and John as they're doing this amazing work. And can't wait to get my glider myself hmm. next spring. So hey. with that, gentlemen, thank you for joining us today on the Esports Next podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, John.
Thank you both. And a big thank you to Bella Wood for their continued oh, support absolutely. as well yeah. as our, as well as our generous judges and a big congratulations to you guys. And John, thank you for always supporting right here. Lockstep.